Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. Hey, y'all. This is Colton. And this is Victor. And are you guys just here for a booty call? Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> and, and of course, you get the uh, what is a booty call? Of course, Dexter wouldn't know what a booty call is. How do, you know, how do you not know what a booty call Even Dexter, like, really, how have you never heard that term? You work with Vince Masuka. How have you never heard that term? Uh, we are, <laughs> let me just, uh, we're here, season seven, episode eight of Dexter. Argentina. All right, we have we have some stuff to get into before we get into the episode. Um, we like to try and fill up some time before we just go right into the episode. Uh, to set the basis, Colton has some fun New Year's questions. If you're celebrating tonight, have fun. Mm-hmm. I would say be safe, but I feel like everyone's home. But what do I know? Um, yeah. So go ahead. Let's let's talk some New Year's shit, and then mm-hmm. I have some uh, Smokey Robinson sound I wanted to play. Okay, so I just wanted to do something a little bit fun because we're down all the time, right? Um, It's 2020. We're waiting for 2021. So I was like looking up some questions and I was like, you know what? Let's do a couple just kind of fun New Year's based questions. Okay, so we'll both answer them. I'm going to start with you on this one. And I'm probably going to be able to guess some of these. But still, what was the single best thing that happened to you this past year? My first Warzone win in Call of Duty. She totally doesn't listen to this podcast, does she? <laughs> no, I could say any. I can. I could talk about my side girlfriend on here. Um, I the <laughs> the best thing if 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 I could remove uh, the obvious news of my I'm expecting a little boy. If I could remove that because that's just going to win hands down. The best news I've gotten this year. Ooh, this Dexter reboot's close. Um. Go ahead with yours because I wanna I wanna remove the uh, my child being born because that's that's just like too easy for me. Okay, so so well, for me, he, he wasn't born. We are pregnant and expecting. Sorry. Right. So for me, it's um, I actually not to bring work too much into it, but I actually got a promotion at work that I wasn't expecting. And during the beginning of the pandemic, when everything was shutting down, um, I actually got like into this uh, line of work that I've been trying to get into. Um, and it's just, oh, it's been a blast. Like I actually, like I've always, I, after leaving the state and working in the private industry, I've always liked it more, but I actually love my job now where I'm just like, this is so, I actually have fun at work. So yeah. Yeah. It's always a good thing. If you don't hate your job, you're like better than like made up number here, but like 70% of people. Yeah. You just simply don't hate your job. Uh, to your point, if I could remove, um, in the, you know, uh, the baby on the way actually somewhat has to do with your job in terms of my car. And let me get here. My car got stolen this year, like right out of my driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually got the car back, but I, as the second I got it back, I took it to the dealership, bought a new car. And my, I guess the best news of the year is like, I somehow made out just perfect in terms of, I got a better car for a, uh, more room to have a child. Mm-hmm. I got like a bigger car at the same exact price I had my prior car. So that kind of worked out absolutely perfect. So the stealing of the car was a blessing in disguise. So I think that's mine. Okay. Again, once again, if you remove the news that um my side girlfriend um my baby. <laughs> I have a baby on the way. That's a good one though. That's a good one though. What was an unexpected joy this past year? Oh, I should have saved my car for that. Unexpected joy. Oh, wow. If you want me to go ahead on mine, because mine's going to be a really weird one. Does does picking up side work to afford being pregnant count? I w- yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, there's no right I picked, answer. So I picked I picked up some side work this year, and it's become it's be it's made more opportunities available for me in my industry. And it was, I had no idea that it was coming. So I, I guess that does count. And it's led to some good relationships in work. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, um, I could just say everything with pregnancy, but getting to experience pregnancy, obviously unexpected mm-hmm. joy 
it was planned. Oh my God. What am I saying? No, I got it. <laughs> I'm burning. I'm burning. Someone save me. Um, yeah. Le- le- seeing that, seeing, seeing that whole little thing after hearing about it your entire life and then finally getting to experience it was, is, uh, was something really cool. You know, That's cool. I'm sure you, I'm sure you did it. You touched the belly. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, kicking, this and that. You get to see the the sonogram and like, oh my god, that's my mouth. That's my you know, that's my mustache. All that mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> um, I still remember the first time feeling her tummy move, and I was just like, oh my god, like that's it. Like this is real, real now. This is no longer a maybe you're pregnant, maybe you're not. Even though I've seen all those images and stuff like that, feeling that tummy move, I was like, this is real, real. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a whole thing. What was uh, your unexpected joy this year? Okay, so this is going to sound really weird, but I'm going to explain it all the way through, okay? So Meg was in a car wreck um, a couple months ago, right? She is fine. She's perfectly fine. It was a really bad car wreck. Um, Her vehicle got totaled, um, but she walked away from the accident. Everybody that was involved in the accident, everybody walked away, right? Um, The thing was, is right before that it happened, um, we – because. Meg's no longer, she doesn't work. She stays at home with the baby. And so she works weekends. Um, and she was basically just making enough money to pay for the car. And then that was it. And so we struggle, right? You know, we're seeing a uh, single income household, essentially, you know, new baby and stuff like that. And when she totaled the vehicle, um, we, she had luckily had enough down payments on it that the payoff amount was actually more than what we owed on the vehicle. And being that I work from home and she only works weekends, we didn't need to get another vehicle. And so we're down to one vehicle. It's not a big deal. It's actually kind of great. We have no longer paying like 700 something dollars a month on that car note and our insurance went down. So in the grand scheme of everything, it's, it was like, I was telling people that have like asked about it. It was actually a huge blessing. It really was like, it sounds weird, but it was a really big blessing. I mean, it's almost, it's different circumstances, but in different outcomes, but it's like the same thing. My car getting stolen. It was, it fucking hit me in the heart, but it, it turned out to be a total blessing because I got a better car, a bigger car, more suitable for my life. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you like, you probably guys probably probably went the rest of your lives with two cars. And you're like, hey, it's actually we can survive. We can do this without just yeah. one car, you know. And you're probably saving a fuck ton of money. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. No, it was like it was that unexpected thing where I would have never trust me. When she called me and told me she was in an accident, you know, the worst things are going through my head. But like two weeks later, when everything's said and done, we were both like, this is actually really nice. Like we okay. we have less stress. Like this is actually really great. So yeah. Yeah. totally unexpected. All right. So this one will be the kind of the fun question. Um, I think we can be kind of funny on this one, but we'll try. So pick three words that have described this past year. Jesus Christ. That's two. <laughs> <laughs> three words that could describe this. Um, so let me try here. Pregnancy. Okay. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Do I want do I want to say this? Uh, I don't know if I should say video games or Call of Duty because I played so much goddamn Call of Duty this year. <laughs> I, I did play a lot of video games, though, so I'll just say video games. Okay. And my last one. Wow. You got to come back to me. Do you have three? Yeah, I could probably do three pretty quick. Go ahead, because I'll, I'll I'll think of mine. Election. Mask. And honestly, the last one is going to be Dexter because the last, what, two months of my life has been Dexter. So I'm not even trying to suck up on this podcast. That's honestly been all I can think about is Dexter right now. So that's going to be my three things. And it's uh, most of those are like, I feel like the last like four months. So <laughs> uh, that that last one is a good one. I, I'm going to copy it for in terms of mask, which is has means a lot more just in terms of everything that's been mm-hmm. going on. But uh, definitely mask. Uh, I bet you though, if you ask me in like four years, I bet you I'll change one of those to election because I'm sure I'm sure I'll remember all that shit this year. It's just it, I just feel like this year. It, every yeah. year I I say the same thing, but I just felt like this year it was just that it, this election was, and I'm not taking political sides or anything like that. It's just it was just so much. It was just way too much this year, and maybe it's because people feel that it was, there was a higher stakes. I don't know. I just felt like that. I mean, I thought we're still hearing about it. God damn it. So 
yeah, that's that's one of my answers. Election, no matter what. Yeah, um, that, that that's a good one. I wish I would have had that one beforehand, but I bet you I would have came. I would have came to the same the same point: pregnancy, video games, and uh, COVID slash mask. Okay, well, that's it. Um, so. All right. So, so this sound that I have that I want to play, it was too funny. I wanted to keep this. Uh, guys, we're actually recording this on the 18th of December. Tomorrow we're doing our Zoom live, but for purposes, this is just coming out uh, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. This sound is probably old by then, but if you hadn't heard it, e- even better. Uh, Colton, do you know what Cameo is? No. Okay, oh, Cameo. Yeah. Oh, yes. Cameo is that, uh, that website that you can get like celebrities to do stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you basically pay a fee and you could get anyone, any random celebrity that you want to give out a special message, whether it's you got a promotion, happy birthday, uh, just, you, you know, you want to pick me up um, off the top of your head. Can you think of who was the number one selling celebrity on Cameo this year? I actually think I know the answer to this, Randy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, because I, I do a lot of Snapchat news. It's the guy that plays Kevin from The Office, right? I think they said he made a million dollars. So and, awesome. And I, I don't know the specifics of it, but apparently he does because he charges like $199. Um, I actually did one for my wife for her birthday from uh, the show 90 Day Fiance. I got her one yeah. of the people. Um, so this sound that I wanted to play is someone got one, a cameo uh, requested from Smokey Robinson. So we are in the holiday season, and for the most part, as you're listening, this seems like a completely normal cameo, but your ears are going to perk up at one point when you hear a specific word. Um, so let's hear that. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me, but I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jarrah. And they wanted me, they told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me. And gosh, that's, that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now. And they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe. And enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> that will never not be extremely hilariously funny to me. Oh, happy Chinooka. Chinooka. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I think even when I was a little kid, I didn't even pronounce it like that. I might've gone like Hanukkah. I was going to say, I, I think I would have said like, yeah, like Hanukkah. I think I honestly, I think I would remember at one point saying Hanukkah, but not, how does he say it? Hachuka? Say it oh, one more time. Happy Chanuka. Chanuka. <laughs> and listen, here's what's crazy. Smokey Robinson's 80 years old. You don't think at some point he would have came across it and said anything other besides... Happy Chanuka. <laughs> no, there's no way. Like, you know, yeah, at some point he was so... It, the only thing I can guess is... The family, but I don't see how this is possible. The family writing in, they wrote it wrong, and he's just laughing about that. I don't, I, I think, because he says it like four times. Happy Chanuka. Oh, my God. I just think that's so goddamn funny and so terrible. Um, Something, like, so if we want to get into the episode now. We are season seven, episode eight, Argentina. And I'm not even going to ask you the question of good or bad because I think we both agree good. I would say as of right now, I'm I'm not even joking on this. As of right now, number one episode of the season for me. I kid you it, not. It is really good. It's it's the best drama episode maybe Dexter's ever done because there is one action scene. If you if you want to make uh, when he kills uh, the the hitman in the apartment, but otherwise, we are dealing with a lot of emotions. And something that we haven't talked about in terms of this episode, this show. Go I ahead. Even th- I, no, I just like, 
I didn't even consider that action. I considered it more comedy. <laughs> like, it, it, it's just it's a it's something that happens where it's not just dialogue. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happens, right? It is technically action. Yeah, it's just in my head. I'm like, oh yeah. I was like, what action? And I was like, oh yeah, he kills a guy. But. <laughs> and, and something that was much better on your bo- uh, Boardwalk Empire podcast, and this is something I used to do on the Six Feet Under podcast, was discuss the episode title. Because usually mm-hmm. for the most part, Dexter, it's pretty superficial. It's like, you know, what, you know, um, the name is RU and it's, you know, it turns out it's a, are you a serial killer? It's a, you know, swim deep. It has to do with Dexter's monologue, whatnot. This right. episode titled Argentina kind of literally has nothing to do with actual Argentina. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but. What does Argentina mean to you in this episode? Because I mean, they say it like six times. Um, in game. Um, the, 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 okay, I say in game, um, and I don't mean in game as in like, like obviously like the Marvel universe, right? But and I don't mean it as in like the the, the ultimate end to the show or something like that. I mean it more like that's your goal. Argentina is everyone's fighting for their Argentina. Like, um, like my goal is I want to retire and live on like 500 acres in Alaska where I raise cattle or some shit. Right. That's my Argentina. Like that is what I'm, I want. That's my, this thing. Will it ever happen? No, it probably won't ever happen, but it's my dream to do that. If you've, if you've ever watched, um, there's a really good movie. It's called um, Collateral Damage with uh, Tom Cruise and um, Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx plays a taxi driver. He keeps a um, photo of an island, like sunset and stuff like that, in his um, taxi. And every time he gets stressed, he pops down the lid to look at it. And then he takes a breath and then he puts it back up. That's Argentina. Like, if I could, that's the best way I could describe it. Um, my Argentina. I watch internet pornography. <laughs> I was thinking That's more. Doable, sir. <laughs> <laughs> my Argentina is coming up in uh, forty-five minutes. Um, this. <laughs> I was thinking more. So we kind of have the same idea. I think we're just on different sides of the coin. Okay. I have it more as like home. I I, I think I I because I think at one point when when even when Hannah's like. I have like the sound clip, but I want to save it for when we get into it. Uh, actually, you know what? I actually, this is us getting into the episode right now. So I'm just going to start it um, because there's a point where Dexter's like, what, why do you have that up? Um, and this is where uh, never 84 calendar, right? Uh, 1996, I believe it was. And it's oh, was that, I thought it was 84 that, for some reason. Okay. And that's like, that's like when they start their, um, their thing. So I, mm-hmm. the, Part of the reason, and I want to explain a little bit more, um, where I get the idea that Argentina means home. Uh, let me play this sound clip. Happy Chanuka. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> it's Argentina. What was so special about Argentina? <laughs> Nothing really. I just I like the picture. It looks like nice, happy home. And we'll we'll get to it at the end of the episode. <laughs> so they just ran so perfect together. Happy Chinooka. It's Argentina. <laughs> he just ran so perfect together. I'm so sorry. It's okay. um okay. I'm done. I'm- <clears throat> when you couple that with, and this is a lot easier to discuss when we get to the end of the episode. Um, you know, when Dexter does his monologue, there's a lot of imagery in terms of what what we consider home or Argentina, but. Yeah, you know, you kind of, you kind of like literally have at the end of the episode, Dexter coming home to Hannah, uh, Aster and Cody are like coming home. Um, Isaac, at the end, it's not; it's basically the only place he can feel safe is in a, is in a gay bar because of everything that's happening with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I, I think it's just a really, it's just a really well done episode, and it like I feel like this is like the culmination of these quote unquote slow episodes sort of like the, those episodes were like tying the shoes and this one's like putting the knot on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I'm almost positive. Like next week we get right back into like, I think the next episode's called helter skelter. So it's like, it's just like where 
that's it. Like we're doing, we're doing the action now. We're getting back to like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we, we kind of plotted along and now we're going to like, and this episode was just like executing everything because I mean, we get a lot of shit on this episode. Um, I guess to kind of start talking about the actual episode, um, we, so there's a couple things going on in, in terms of this is Deb asking Dexter to kill Hannah and, you know, the beginning of the episode, we definitely see Dexter and Hannah as they have been flirting a lot. And you kind of also got this side little deal of Aster and Cody's grandparents. One of them has to have surgery, so we have to get them to come down and we have the return of Aster and Cody. Um, a good episode to bring them back in. I mean, they, they very conveniently left them out of the show and can bring them back whenever, just like this. Mm-hmm. Um this beginning part when Dexter and Deb are talking about whether or not, well, Dexter is basically telling Deb, like he's not going to kill her. And he's, he's kind of, I mean, he even says it, right. He's like lying about the idea of, I can't kill her and I'm not going to do it because Deb, it's like not good for you if I do it. Right. When we, as like the viewer know, like, yeah, this is not, this is, yeah. Mm -mm. Uh, (laughs) That's, that's not the reason. <laughs> it was just the conversation was so that like the dialogue was so good. Like I, I think I stopped taking notes. That's why I don't have a lot on this conversation because there's so much that's happening. Um, it, it was just like it's it just again. I'll, I'll probably repeat myself a million times. It's just so good. <laughs> it is, yeah, no, it is like, and that's why when I the very first message I sent you was like so fucking good. Like I think that was my exact yeah. text message. Um. I didn't, I guess I didn't put it together like that about Argentina and everybody coming home. And I think that that's a really good observation to it. And that is a part of the reason why this is such a good episode because that makes a lot more sense now. Like as you're putting it in, as the show's interpreting it, um, I do really like that. Um, as far as um, Cody and, and um, Astra coming back, I really thought that was kind of interesting because I know when I very first saw it, like I was when I very first sat down to watch this, I don't remember any of this episode, right? And I sat down to watch it, and as soon as they showed them, I was like, "For fuck's sake, they're gonna ruin this episode!" Like that's mm-hmm. all I could think because anytime they bring back kids, it's not just Dexter, right? I'm not trying to say that these the the kid actors are bad or anything like that. It's in any show when a kid actor is gone, and then they bring them back, and especially if they bring back the same kid actor, it's always worse, right? Like 99 percent of the time, they're using it as like gap filler or plot filler or something like that i was like christ i was like victor's gonna kidnap him or something like that this is gonna be stupid i was like i'm done i was like i don't even want to finish watching this but yet them in it was actually really good i i do remember the little bitty scene we'll get into it in a second with um aster and and her um dare program announcement but um I, I remember hating that when I very first watched it but actually watching it, I was like you know this actually isn't bad i was like this is actually kind of good so uh, and, and to that point, um, it's actually a good a good point to, to jump in in the episode uh, at at, you know, so this is we finally see they're all sitting down at. I don't think we have to talk about it. Batista's new restaurant and Cody reveals that Aster has been smoking pot. Um, I think this is going to ha- change so much when this show is watched, like even now or like five years, just because the stigma oh. on, on, on pot has changed so much. Isn't it but, legal there now? Don't you all have like um, a medicinal? Where's uh we have medicinal. I'm not sure it's I don't think you could just be I, I mean you can't you certainly can't be a sixteen year old smoking it, can you? Well no, 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 no. I knew that. Oh. But I mean, you can't be a sixteen year old drinking beer, right? But um I thought yeah, I, I thought it I was just I was just asking I thought it was legal there, like y'all had like uh medicinal uh dispensaries. Yeah. Cause like I was in Oklahoma, you know, two weeks ago and it was crazy. We're driving through like two small towns and they have dispensaries. And I was like, because it's 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 medical there. Like you just get the little card and you can go buy weed. And I was like, this is awesome. Like <laughs> it's, it's it's medical here. It's not like it's not like Colorado though, because I went to Colorado about a year ago. Was it last year? No, well, but it's full on legal in Colorado now. Yeah, so we, it's not like that. But I mean, I have I know someone who has a card, and yeah, he go gets it. He gets a he gets a vape. He gets like vape juice. That's uh, nuts. Oh, Texas yeah. is backwards. I fucking hate this state. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, and, and I think I think part of the point about the the pot smoking, um, you know, you have it, it's just so interesting how they shape it because 
Dexter can't really harp on Aster too much, too hard, because he's like, he's not really the, I mean, he's the parent, but he's not, you know, he's with the grandparents. So Dexter's like this, like, kind of almost step stepfather. But yeah. the way they shape it, it's both him and Deb. And it's almost like they're the parents, you know, the way, the way they have them. And we're talking about an episode where Deb reveals he he loved Dexter. Um, and, and what what the like the subcontext of it is, is, you know, Dexter and Deb talking about how something in the moment may feel right, but you may find out it's like not the best thing to do. And that's what kind of shakes Deb off of being like, all right, you know what? We shouldn't kill Hannah. And I feel like at that point, Dexter and Deb are absolutely great. They're fine. Family's mm-hmm. around. Like everything, the kids are here. Like everything's great. And you know, <laughs> we'll get a we'll get a, a twist of that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, guys! I'm really sorry. I was just coughing. God, happy Chanuka. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> it's pronounced um, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> the other interesting thing in this episode and i think it goes back to our conversation i believe it was last episode in terms of like why doesn't dexter actually just kill hannah maybe there's a little bit more there dexter dexter reveals to hannah this whole isaac circle thing and how he has the kashka brotherhood coming up after him mm-hmm. um but hannah tells him something that he's probably never ever heard before like not even deb is like why don't you find out more about Isaac before you just kill him? Like, why don't you kind of find out why is he so hell bent on kind of like the same way Hannah did for Dexter? Like, I mean, it's a little different because he was about to stab her with a knife and then he ends up fucking stabbing her with his dick. But it's (laughs) like, just find out, find, find out more before, before you do it. Maybe instead of doing the science level of guilty or not, maybe do like the emotional level of if if it should you, you know? Um, And I just found it pretty, pretty interesting from Hannah's standpoint, especially everything she's been through. Um, Yeah. Something. Well, I guess I, my notes are a little bit all over the place. Cause I'm trying to, there's, there's a scene earlier in the, well, I got, okay. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. My apologies. My apologies. Uh, So Dexter's at the beach and they switch cars, Dexter and Hannah. So, Hannah needs to get something out of the car. And basically this all sets up where we get the reveal that Hannah, you know, it is really interesting because they have, what's her name on the show? Is it Jamie or Amy? It's Jamie and she's played by Amy. It's Jamie on the show. Mm-hmm. And the actress name is Amy. Okay. So Jamie, I mean, she's in a really skimpy bathing suit. Of course we have a beach scene. But it, it's it's really when Hannah comes, it's just <laughs> happy Chanuka. That's what she it, said. Oh wait, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, Sorry. we just got blue. Um, we just got blue collar real bad. Uh, oh, God. Uh. All right, let's uh, let's re- let's uh, reset. Happy here. Chanuka. <laughs> That's your reset button. <laughs> Hannah at first obviously thinks Dexter has this whole entire other family, but yeah, what what they really want is, you know, Dexter is a complete family man, and how would you ever even think that the way how these two have met in terms of they're both fucking serial killers, um, yeah. Something I have to go back to, and it's something we've already kind of talked about, but. The killer, the killer. The killer. Cut, of the week. cut of the week. Dexter shows up to Hannah's house to say, hey, I'm going to be away for a little bit. Like, just want to let you know, you know, like Hannah says, I'm, you're coming by to tell me you're not going to see me anymore. Um, but it's something we've already talked about. I guess it's my lucky night. What brings you by? Or is this your version of a booty call? What's a booty call? Seriously? I know they make Dexter adorable in terms of he doesn't know the most basic conversation pieces. Um, but I would assume he would have known what the what a booty call. I almost, I, you know what? 
I almost think he's probably said it on the show before. That's a great one for Zach because I'm almost positive he said booty call on the show before with his like inner inner monologue. Not this show or this not this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like season one or two, I'm almost positive he said. I'm just gonna say, like, how could you not work with Vince and Vince at some point never say to somebody at some point, either A, I'm going to call a booty call, or B, do you have a booty call, or B, is that your booty call? You cannot yeah. tell me Vince has ne- – those words have never, ever exited his mouth around Dexter. I just don't believe if, it. I'm sorry. If, if you want to reason it, maybe Dexter is like so – is crushing so hard on Hannah that something like – like it just escaped his mind, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean I'm not trying to nitpick the show much on that. Sure, I just sure. – I get what they're trying to do. I'm just like, Yeah. So th- these two scenes are are put back to back, I believe, on purpose, where when Hannah's and Dexter's at the beach, you know, Dexter, Hannah tells Dexter he's so lucky because he gets to, like, be a killer and he gets to have this complete family life. And Hannah's always going to be known as, you know, the, the Wayne Randall killers, whatever. But, you know, De- Dexter even says, like, hey, is this something you want? And... This was something Hannah wanted that we learned we learned previously. Mm-hmm. But the scene in Deb's house where where Dexter comes and you know, we get the reveal from the keys that Hannah that Deb knows that uh Dexter's dating Hannah. And oh man, I, I don't want to say scene of the season. Best I mean, I, I guess we were kind of waiting for this scene since season six when we get you know, Deb is in love with Dexter. Right. But like, like, I mean, just like we just talked about Deb having to hear, he won't kill Hannah because Dexter's with Hannah. Mm -hmm. I cringe so hard for Deb. This, this scene, my heart hurts for Deb. That is, we're talking about her, like her, like melting down, having a panic attack, essentially in the, uh, the, the front porch or whatever. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know watching that, like, I I almost when I when I was very first watching this episode, I was like, "You're over, you're like like Jennifer is overreact, like overacting on this. She's hyperventilating." But the more she's talking, I I like notice myself starting sorry, to sorry. like. I like notice myself starting to be like, <sighs> like even I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I would be acting just like her." Like if I was in this situation, I put myself in her shoes, and. All of this is going on because this is this isn't him coming back to her saying like, "Hey, I'm not gonna break up with Hannah because she stole your outfit for the prom or some shit like that." Like, this is somebody that literally killed, and they both know that she killed somebody that Deb was at least kind of into. Now, was it the love of her life or something like that? No, but it was still a person. It was still somebody she actually had some feelings for at least. And not only that, you're you know she's probably gonna kill again. And it was somebody that she did kill that didn't deserve to die, like mm-hmm. at all. Like it meets Hannah meets Dexter's exact code, and he won't kill her because he's banging her. Essentially, that's I mean that's really kind of what it is in in her eyes, right? That's that's it in her eyes. I feel bad. I can't even imagine like what. Yeah, I I want to compare it to another movie or TV show. There's a character and I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'll probably think of it in a little bit. Um, oh, it's basic. I know what it is. It's not necessarily the same. It's Pinkman. She is Pinkman uh, from uh, Breaking Bad. Like just getting shit on constantly. Like every possible thing that could happen is happening to her. And it's 99% of it isn't her fault. It's Dexter's fault. Walter's fault. Right. So, Yeah. Um, imagine Deb's feelings, right? If you, if you get the arc of her character this season, you're a hundred percent right in terms of we have shoveled a lot of shit onto Deb and she has no idea how to even handle it. But in terms of this arc of where we get to this point, Deb, we saw like the struggle of, you know, Deb knowing Dexter kills and whether or not it's the right thing to do it. She eventually finds out like, you know what? Maybe Dexter is some sort of evil that we need in this world. But in terms of Hannah, she finally works up the courage to say, Dexter, you need to kill Hannah. Hearing Dexter's talk about how much he cares about Deb gets Deb to say, you know what? You're right. Never mind. Only to find out that the reason the real reason why Dexter doesn't want to do this. And for Deb's purpose, 
it's all she thinks of is like Dexter is having sex with her. So mm-hmm. that's why you can't do it for Dexter's point of view. I think Hannah represents, I, I feel like I'm getting too highfalutin here. Dexter represents, I'm sorry. Hannah represents Dexter's quote unquote Argentina. He knows like he can yeah. have a, a stable life if he can make this work with art with uh, Hannah and you have your sister who you do love telling you, you need to kill her. Like that's just, that sucks so hard for Deb. Um, and just how much she's had to swallow. She has to swallow all of this because she really mm-hmm. has no say. She has no say in the matter. It's None. just, yeah, she can't. She's what not going to do it. Tournament? No. What's she going right, to do? Turn- right. Yeah, tournament. Like, okay. And, 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 and when you think about Deb even ask like, hey, fine, you don't have to kill her. Can you stop seeing her? And Deb's and Dexter's like, no, <laughs> I won't. To go from that level, and 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 the clip I want to play here is baked into all of this is the what we haven't talked about is Deb at one point, and we're not sure if she still is in love with her stepbrother. God, fucking Thanksgiving's going to be so <laughs> awkward this year. <laughs> oh my god! So when you like couple that all together, and uh, I think it's one of the. Even though people didn't love the storyline, it is one of the more uh, better whatever line dialogue. But I wanted to play that clip here. You told me you accepted me being a killer. I feel like if you love me, you'll accept this. If I love you, if I love you, I went to the church that night that you killed Travis Marshall to tell you that I'm in love with you. <laughs> it's eight episodes of buildup. And even like Deb says, like, Holy shit, you're a fucking serial killer and I'm more fucked up than you are. Like mm-hmm. Deb Deb is just in a really unfortunate and and you know, we talk about the acting. Dexter being so caught. I mean, imagine your step sibling telling you they're in love with you. Okay. How do you even react? <laughs> like, you know? Well, and so okay, so I am in the I am I will raise my hand right now. I am in the group that when they first did this, I do remember shitting on it so bad. I was like, no, no, like I, I always wanted it to be kind of like in the background and not out in the forefront, like what it is. Like always to be kind of like I think she kind of likes Dexter, but it never be like fully said and stuff like that. Especially whenever like the um, the psychiatrist is telling her like what she probably feels. I was totally against it, right? I was so against it. I hated it. I hated the storyline. I thought it was weak. And then I I was probably even kind of mentioning it, I want to say, when we were doing the podcast. But last season, but watching this season and watching how it's going and watching everything that's going into it and how what is being played out between Dexter and her character and her feelings and stuff like that, I'm 100% on board with the story now. I don't hate it anymore. I'll be honest with you. I take back everything i said colton is wrong that's my 2021 mantra right now because that's yeah that's i was wrong it it, it is a very good story and it's adding a lot to uh, a lot of substance to the plot and to get the drama which is what we want get it moving forward like I love it. I really think it's a good story and I think it's adding more to it. And then watching her lose it and break down, confessing her love for him. It's, it's perfect. Like it's amazing. Um, and the hurt that even he's like, like disgusted by it, like him sitting there looking disgusted. And this is somebody that's gutted people, you know, for the last 30 years. And the thought of somebody who's not even blood related to you, but they're in love with you is what disgusts you like man, f- fuck off Dexter like that's that's what I'm saying at this point like that's my view on it so to to your to your point and that is some of what I had here as well is that Deb Deb absolutely wins in terms of having the most shit to deal with like she she's having the roughest go of it this season but I do want to maybe make the argument for Dexter as well because you have to think and I talk. We talked about this episode before, where we're we're seeing an evolution of Dexter. It's kind of maybe why he's getting a little bit more sloppy. It's why he's yeah. he's he's more he's Hannah's not getting killed because he maybe has a deeper reason for not doing so. So that you know, me and you, we don't live by this code where if someone's guilty, we have to kill them. Mm-hmm. But Dexter has this in you know his dark passenger that he has to do this. 
And now Dexter's kind of not having to do it. He sees like, hey, maybe I don't want to kill this person because I could maybe see myself with this person. Um, and when you throw into that, having to deal with everything else, you know, we're talking about LaGuardia too is, is sort of in the background here, but mm-hmm. getting told by your sister, like, do you know, I, I, we, we don't have to get into it, but have you ever like been relationship wise with someone else who, you know, they like you a hell of a lot more than you like them. And mm-hmm. you have to like kind of break it off. Like that's imagine now that's your fucking step sibling who you love more than any person in the world. And you're having to deal with that. Of course it's weird, but once we get past the weird, there's a lot there to like, how, how, how else is Dexter supposed to react and do something for Deb to make her feel better as the person who loves her mm-hmm. when, he, when he gets told I, I was in love with you. To be fair, mm-hmm. Deb Deb immediately says like, shit, I don't even know if I like you anymore. And I don't think she means like, hey, I think you're cute. I think she means like, I don't think you're a good person. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't even think she, so she, she does. I think this was more at one point with between the episode of Argentina, whatever the timeline is, and the end of season six, I think those feelings that I was in love with you changed, but they were still there at some point, and mm-hmm. they, it was very recent. Um, so that's sort of my argument for Dexter's side of this. Okay, my only counter-argument to that is, because I, I do want to make my my counter-argument the way that I'm feeling on this, is one, with like what you said, she even says, like, I don't even know if I'd like you anymore. Like, okay, I I get being weir- weirded out by this, right? Like, I, I have a I, my sister's adopted. I have a I have a uh, adopted sibling, right? And if my sister came to me and was like, "I'm in love with you," like, yeah, that's weird, right? I'm gonna look at that weird. But you know what? I also didn't fucking kill somebody two weeks ago. <laughs> like, that's kind of my arguing on it. And you know what's the other thing? The girl I didn't get just done banging isn't a serial killer, like. Right. And that girl isn't also the person that killed the person you just went on a date with. That's my. That's kind of my thing. Now, and I get that in the Dexter universe, and I have to look at it this way, that Dexter's used to killing. Killing is a norm. Killing is not weird. Killing to him is no different than me taking out the trash at night, right? I get that. But it, at the same time, he's also shown that he doesn't necessarily show feelings well, you know, like with Rita when he first was dating Rita he didn't know what to do. He's also, he's a child in his mind and stuff like that. I just, I don't know. I, I get what they're doing. I get what they're doing. And I'm not, I'm not nitpicking this show. I just don't like Dexter in this moment. This is a moment that I really don't like him. I think he of all people could have controlled himself better in this situation. I'm not saying he needed to go and hug her and comfort her and be like, everything's going to be okay, baby. It's going to be all right. Right. I don't think that, but I think that he could have just handled it a little bit differently than the way that he did. But I think that he's being selfish and he's only thinking about himself and Hannah and Argentina, which is the name of the episode. So it makes sense. So I think you bring up a great point that I think we're going to see the shift in the final nine, 10, 11, the final four episodes. I think we're going to see a shift to, we always liked Dexter. We always celebrated him. And I think this season, by season's end, I think by episode 12, we're going to say, Dexter is really fucking shitty. He's a shitty person. He's super selfish. And I think this is the start of that. So that is- We're going on the Walter White storyline right now. Like, that's kind of what we're doing. You you brought up something that I would have not, it would have been in the back of my mind, but I would have not brought it up, but- Dexter absolutely becomes unlikable. And in and, and this incident, if we're talking just episode eight here, Argentina, Dexter, super fucking selfish. And you got to think about, he's supposed to be on his best behavior for his sister's sake. Like, you know, uh, uh, you ever give your wife a hard time and maybe you can't make it up emotionally, but you know what? I'll fucking do the dishes. I'll do this. Mm. Dexter, Dexter should be, Hey, for your sake, I'm going to not see her. I'm going to, you know, whatever, spend more time, whatever the case is. That's really hard to do when Dexter all of a sudden maybe realized he found love. Yeah. You know, so, but to your point, to your, to your point, and then we can move on unless you have something more to say. No, I, I think it's, I think it's a great point you brought up that I think this is where 
Dexter becomes starts to become unlikable. It's a it's a it's a really good point. You and I'm glad you brought it up because I would have not I would have not brought that up. And I'm and I'm curious to see how that goes for I am because I don't I don't like that we have always cheered for Dexter. Like there's mm-hmm. time and there and there has been a couple of times watching it in the past and there's been episodes where you're kind of like I'm not really on Dexter's side right now in this. Like I don't want him to be like Mr. Perfect and he's obviously not like the perfect person, right? But um I, I, that part of it I. I do like the show. Like be, me being mad at him and me being mad at what he's doing doesn't make me dislike the show because that's what this show is for. It's the same thing. I keep bringing up Breaking Bad in this episode, but that's really what it reminds me of. If and it's no spoilers because I'm not going to ruin the show, but if you have ever watched Breaking Bad all the way through, there becomes a point where you absolutely hate Walter White, but it is the best thing ever. Watching it still, watching him and watching you hate him is an amazing television experience. And it is the same thing right here, right? Like I'm mad at what he's doing, but I'm not mad at the writers for doing this. I just really hate that Dexter's doing it. That's that's that. I just want to make that clear. Like it's not the show that I'm displeased with or anything like that. It's the actual like character, but I see why they're doing it. And yeah. there's a lot, there's a line that's dropped right before, when a certain event happens at the end of episode 12, there's an actual line said by Deb that solidifies your point, but okay. we will, we will get there. Excellent. Something, something we haven't talked about. Isaac, uh, <laughs> Isaac, Isaac, uh, to sort of streamline the, the, the storyline, Isaac sort of shakes off patrol and completely unassuming, uh, starts shooting at Dexter in the donut shop. I remember when I first saw this, being completely shocked at the bullets because they film it in such a way where Dexter just leans down and that's where these fucking bullets start coming. Mm-hmm. I know it's a show, but imagine he would have killed Dexter right there. <laughs> like that. Been- Dexter was literally like he was um, ghost Harry asking him a question away from dying. Like that's really what it was, <laughs> which yeah. I, to be honest, I actually kind of wish they would have done this, and I don't know if they have done it before in an episode, but I was, after the gunshots happened, because he, he talked with Harry a lot in this episode, um, or the last couple episodes, I'm sorry, he's talked with Harry a bunch. I kind of wish, like, when the, you see, like, the bullet mark, like, the bullets go through, Harry's still, like, standing there and just, like, looks out the window or something. Like, he's not phased because he's not real. I think that would have been so badass. It's just, a, me as a writer, I wish they kind of would have done that. I think that would have been Yeah, awesome. yeah. I think I feel like the writers already have so much trouble with Harry and where to put him, but that would have been something if he's just like watching it happen. Um, yeah, just I don't know, in my in my head, I w- I thought that would be cool. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so Dexter goes to Isaac's house to sort of uh, ambush him when he gets in. He's going to kill him there, and then when we see someone is there already, and something that's been <laughs> plotting along is sort of the 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 Kashkas are turning against. Isaac, because he's sort of he he's he's his his revenge to uh, avenge Victor's death has kind of slowed stuff down because you mm-hmm. know if he kills Dexter, that's going to turn a hell of a lot more heat onto their operation. So it's just sort of like, hey, what's better, the operation or Isaac? And it's like, yeah, fuck it, we're we're going to turn on Isaac. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a hitman already in Dexter's uh, in Isaac's apartment who Dexter you know, swiftly kills. And then we get all of Miami Metro there. And obviously they can't pin the blame on Isaac because he was being uh, patrolled all day, but there is a great line. And it's, I, it's one of the reasons why I love Isaac. Um, but at some point Deb asks like, Hey, wh- wh- what do you think happened here? And like Isaac sort of mocks him. Uh, that's, that's the sound clip I have here that I want to play. Dex, what have you got? Yes, please. Dex, tell us your theory. I'm so curious. <laughs> My, my. You couldn't have described that better if you'd been there yourself. I completely forgot that that's two clips um, cl- clipped together. And it's it's Dexter goes through all explaining literally exactly what happened. And then Isaac drops that line like, wow, you did that so good. It's almost like you were here. <laughs> like Isaac knows, you know, but doing this in front of all these people and no one knows Isaac and Dexter have a relationship. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's just like, it's just perfect. He's like mocking, you know, calling him Dex <laughs> and he's just, he's just hanging on the couch and he's like, Hey, Hey, maybe, maybe I did kill this guy. Police officers, would you mind telling them where I was? Like, you know, it's just, 
it's perfect isaac great character <laughs> again just just great great character great stuff my favorite since John Lithgow. Like this has been my favorite since Trinity. Like without a doubt. And to be honest, I kind of think I like this character more than Trinity. Like I he's actually certainly more likable, and he's he's oh hundred percent. He's more likable. Yeah. Um. So uh, something, you know, to sort of set set up the end of the episode. Uh, Isaac is telling, well, rather Dexter is telling Isaac and he's in a different car. So he doesn't exactly know where he is. And we get this, this ending scene where it's Dexter and Isaac just talking in the bar. Um, well, a couple things to, to your point, you know, you, you said of uh, an early episode, like, Hey, we kind of know Isaac and Victor had a relationship. Mm-hmm. Now we get the reveal through Dexter's eyes because this is you always have to keep in mind that this show is we're viewing it through Dexter's prism. So Correct, this, right. is when, this is when Dexter finds out that Isaac is gay. I don't want to harp on this too long. I'm just not sure why you make Isaac gay. I'm not sure what it adds yeah, to so- his character. I actually, um, when I when when I was watching this, I actually like like, like I said from the beginning, I kind of, I was definitely suspecting it, or I thought it was like basically implied because of the the the, the way the photo was um, bent and stuff like that, <clears throat> which I was like, okay, that's kind of like okay, so he's gay, right? But then I'm putting myself in the mindset of the time period that this was made in, right? So this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is 2012. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is 2012. As gay, I'm gonna be so roasted for this. Is gay gay marriage is legal at this point? Right. I believe it happened. A few states started it the year before, and I think it became legal across the U.S. in 2015. Okay. So gay marriage is still illegal at this point. Okay. So because he in even some says states. in some, some states. states, yeah. Well, because he even mentioned like it's a social taboo, like besides the social taboo or something like that. Right. So I think they were in a way, I think the writers were possibly trying to make somewhat of a political statement. I think, I think, I don't know that for certain because if they did, it's a really long drawn out process to make something like that. Right. I think the other side of it was, I, I honestly think they wanted to try and get a character who has this want to kill for Dexter, but yet you don't know exactly why. And it just, it is what it is. You don't suspect a guy in the mafia that is this, who Isaac is to be gay, but there are plenty of people that are gay that match what Isaac is. Right. And so, I think that was maybe the reasoning for it is it was to kind of give you a surprise, but I think it was also trying to, I would like to think maybe get to the audience to kind of think a little bit because him being gay isn't why he's killing. Obviously like you have like in some like TV shows and movies where it's like, Oh, if this person's a cross dresser or transsexual, they're, they're the bad guys automatically. I don't know if you've ever heard that and stuff where they always kind of try to place that. But with this one, it's, his him being gay is just literally this like most minute little part of his characteristic. And honestly, I think it's the thing that makes him the most human. Um, that's just, that's just kind of my input on it. I, uh, yeah. And, and I don't even know if it, it, I mean, it doesn't matter whether or not he's gay. I just, I was trying to understand what the writers were trying to say mm-hmm. where, where every season you have a villain and you know, there's a reason why Trinity was a family man. There's a reason why, uh, Jordan Chase was such a whatever manipulative monster, um, and, and I, I, I maybe I was just thinking too much. I think six seasons of Dexter trained me to think of a character and why their motives are. And in season seven, they did like your what what you said. They did the more human thing in that. Isaac's gay, and that's actually almost has nothing to do with anything. It's just the same way I'm straight, you're straight, and maybe the person over there is gay. It doesn't affect their personality mm-hmm. in any way. But I think it's um, it's more so for me. I think I've been conditioned six seasons of Dexter to think one way, and this season made you made you change it a little bit. I think the other thing on it is with, with to, to give credit with what you're saying, Trinity, right? The reason he kills all the people and stuff was like that. Um, there was a reason behind it. The same thing with uh, Brian. Okay. There was a reason that Brian was in involved. Um, 
and with what you were even saying with Jordan Chase, the th- the the biggest difference is is Isaac's t- technically he's a serial killer. Okay, fine, but he's not a serial killer. Right, he doesn't. Ha- he could. He could not kill from the moment he's drinking that whiskey. He could never kill again, and he would be perfectly fine, right? He doesn't care to kill. He if he does kill somebody, it doesn't mean anything to him. But he doesn't have to kill, and. I think that that's the big difference is this is, and this is why I have loved Isaac's character so much. And I still do. Like, I still, I still, like I said, I, I am putting him up there with Trinity um, because he's not the normal person. He, he can kill and it doesn't matter, but he's also in a way he is a human. He's not the animal that he keeps saying, you know, like Dexter's a different animal. And he, I think that's next episode actually, but um, that's, he's, he's a different type of animal. And I like, yeah. I, oh, I like it. And this conversation in the bar, and you know, and, and and to the show's credit, Dexter even says like, "What do you think?" Because we were in a gay bar, like you would have like, you think your enemies won't follow you into a gay bar, and it's like, no, it actually has nothing to do with that. It's kind of the only place I get to feel like I'm I'm home. I'm I'm at Argentina, mm-hmm. right? And basically, the setup: Isaac is not welcoming the Brotherhood anymore. He knows he has people after him. He can't even go to his home in Kiev because he'll get killed there. And it's like the only place right now at this moment that I can be myself is at a bar that's gay friendly. But th- their conversation, you know, Dexter's like, what? Like, why do you need to do this? Let's end this here. I did this. And they have like fascinating conversation in terms of like, oh, it's the best. Like, <laughs> like I would have I would have, ki- you know, would, would you know, uh, you killed Victor. So I have to kill you. And it's like, well, Victor was guilty, so that's his reasoning. It's like, my wife died because she was a total innocent. And it's like, yeah, but Dexter, the the outcome would have been the same. It didn't matter. That Um, line right there, I love that line more than anything. Because had Rita been a serial killer, and he's with a serial killer now, he would still do it. If Isaac killed Lumen, he would have treated it the exact same way. Or not Lumen, I'm so sorry. Had Isaac killed um, Hannah. Hannah he would treat it the exact same way that he treated with Trinity and Rita. And, and, and there's a great line and it's where it's where, where Isaac and Dexter are a lot of the same. They're also very different. And part of, you know, Oh shit. I hope this doesn't play. Sorry. Um, you know, so part of why Isaac is doing this and Dexter can't understand is again, season seven theme, the consequence of love. Dexter killed his partner, much like if someone killed Hannah. How would Dexter feel? Um, and and I think it's a great line that splits the two. And I want to play this clip here. That's how love is. It's a powerful weapon. It can work for us or against us, can't it? I don't understand much about love. That's because you're a scientist. Love defies reason. Nothing defies reason. Logically, Victor and I shouldn't have been together. It's it's like Dexter says, it's so funny Dexter says this. We always talk about Dexter is unreliable as a narrator. In the same episode, he doesn't kill someone who completely is within reason to be killed. Hannah has killed other people before. Mm-hmm got through the system, totally fits his code, is not killing her because of love. And Dexter, in the same, you know, day later, moments later, says nothing defies reason. Like, he's completely <laughs> contradicted. And it's to it's to Isaac's credit. Love defies reason. Like, yeah. you do, you don't. There's stuff you're going to do for your wife, Colton, that you wouldn't do for the next person. It's because, you, you know, you, you're uh-huh. going to... On that same token, you're going to take a lot more shit from your wife because she's yeah, that's love. Where if yep. I do something, if I do something to you, you're not going to put up with it. It's the same way because like Meg, um, yeah. So it's just it's it's just so it's such a great. I feel like this is the first season that they just said we have a theme for the season and we're going to follow it and we're going to follow it all the way to the end to the closing minutes of this season and like you know everything that they're talking about and how different they are yet the same isaac said it best at the end he goes in other circumstances we we probably would have been great friends 
unfortunately I have to kill you. <laughs> yeah. God, just so good. And then this ending montage, uh, I think I talk about on the show sometimes that I sometimes would have clipped great uh, voiceovers and I would just have them on my iPod and listen to it here and there. The music piece that plays behind this, it's called Argentina on Dexter season seven. But I actually, it, it's a two minute montage, so it's a little bit long. long um, but I, I just really, and, and I, I guess l- l- let's go over a little bit of what we actually see in the, the montage. And we have to talk about Legretto really quick after this. You know, uh, we have Quinn stuff that we're not going to get into just because no. um, Quinn, Quinn has to sit and watch the drugs being taken for the sake of Nadia. Again, when I talk about all this, you talk about, again, season seven theme, the consequence of love. Quinn has to go against his own morals that he currently has for the sake of Nadia. Yeah. Isaac, Isaac's listening to the voicemail from Victor, just playing it over and over and over. Um, I even would argue LaGuerta, she gets to see the slice of lifeboat She's there basically because of James Dokes. She loved mm-hmm. him and she it's this it's all this thing bring it back. Deb doesn't even care Aster's outside. By the way, Aster, terrible job of hiding it. Doesn't even care. <laughs> Let I'm going to fucking smoke. I need fucking I need something to alter my mind because of to the shit right? Yes. And then again, it's kind of my biggest gripe with the show. All this is going on. Everyone is suffering. Everyone around Dexter is suffering. Dexter shows up to Hannah's house and he kisses her and he's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. He's coasting and everyone else is fucking. Uh, I want to play this clip. It's a little long. It's about two minutes, but I I always love this uh, okay. this, this this ending montage. Um, Happy Chanuka. What, whoops, wrong one. <laughs> everyone wants an Argentina. A place where the slate is wiped clean. Isaac, I'm at the airport to Miami. I'll be home soon. Isaac, I'm at the airport to Miami. I'll be home soon. But the truth is, Argentina is just Argentina. No matter where we go, we take ourselves and our damage with us. So is home the place we run to, or is it the place we run from? to hide out in places where we're accepted unconditionally places that feel more like home to us because we can finally be who we are it's 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 just it's a it's i think it's i think my favorite montage voiceover is season four episode seven tides when dexter's talking about how like a a good sailor man deals with the tides he doesn't like fight against it he like works with it to his advantage um i i think this is one of my favorite things because it's like yeah when you're when you have if you're emotionally having trouble is home is it because of home is that where you go to is that where you run from it's just it's just it's it's so good i can't even like i don't even think i'm smart enough to process to talk about it even more to be fair we have talked about it a lot but um yeah i just i i love i love that that ending montage it's one of my favorite moments of the show i agree no it was um, really good it was really good 
And something something that we just want to bring up really quick is um, LaGuardia. So I guess from last episode, we were kind of not understanding how or why we got here with LaGuardia. And what we find out, she goes to one of the marinas, oh, uh, yeah. Coral, Coral Cove Marina, and finds out uh, in May in 2007, right around when the Bay Harbor Butcher investigation was happening, Dexter moved his boat. And we just get this ominous scene quick cut we're out of there and at the end we just see <laughs> sorry i'm trying to do my ominous it's yeah this will be better tomorrow i promise yep, yeah yep. and at the end <laughs> sorry and at the end we um you know it's just you know if you took season one season one of episode i'm sorry episode one of season seven and you have laguerta finding the blood slides and we get to this part of the montage when we just see laguerta staring at the slice of lifeboat it's like Oh, she's putting shit together, and she mm-hmm. is little by little. And you're talking about you know five years after the fact. Um, she's being a good so, detective. I will give her that. She's yeah, being a yeah. really good detective. Yeah. Um. So all of that. That's all I have on season seven, episode eight, Argentina. Uh, Colton, if you have anything, no, other than I, I just to reiterate, this is the episode. Like, this is I cannot praise i don't remember liking this season this much when i very first watched it and like i said i think at the time i was really harping on the whole dexter love relationship with deb and i think for whatever reason that just kept being a focus for some reason whenever it very first aired to me and re-watching it like this and especially with the podcast and like taking notes and having to like critique it i can't critique this episode like that's the thing like i tried to nitpick it i tried to find things and there's little things here and there that i could have done but ultimately this is a fucking amazing episode like that's all i can say yeah one of their finest finest episodes um you know you don't have all the killing and you don't have the the detective work by dexter but you just have, and you're finally you're bringing you're bringing Dexter to the light in terms of you're mm-hmm. not having him. No one knows what his secret is. You now have two people here, even three people who knows he's killed someone. You have Dexter. I'm sorry. You have uh, Deb, Isaac, and Hannah. Mm-hmm. All know he's killed people, and it's like, yeah, like imagine how much better this show could have been. Yeah, that's that's an episode. That's uh, a conversation for another day. Yes, it is. Uh, so I guess we can close out. Um, happy Happy New Year's. Um, yes crazy we're already hopefully we, we god i don't even want to get into it hopefully we have a better year um celebrate celebrate tonight you definitely fucking deserve it whoever you have are. a fucking drink please yeah, like people it. have more than one you know what have more than one be stupid i'm just gonna go ahead and say it right now just be <laughs> stupid have have way too many drinks tonight but be safe. That's the biggest thing. Be safe. Don't be out there fucking drinking and driving. Don't do that shit. Okay, that's... I'm going to be... My PSA right now. Uber is not that expensive. Get a fucking Uber. Get a Lyft. Do it. Okay? Don't call me because I'm going to be asleep. Like, my cell phone will go off. I'm not one of those people who give out my phone there. I'll be asleep. But still, don't be drinking and driving. Have a really good, safe time and just be stupid and love it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so if I can close out here, if you're drinking and driving, shut up, cunt. Thank you. What I, what I will be doing on um, on New Year's, I watch internet pornography. And to everyone out there, happy Chanuka. And we will talk to you next year. Oh, dad joke. Oh. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, everyone. See y'all next year. Happy Chanuka. Yo, welcome to the new world, new beginning, a new way to play, a new way of living. Cash is the past, a new way of spending, new life for men, children and women. Welcome to the new world.